right there the jet ski takes off i look over my shoulder to the left and i see the biggest sets on the horizon that i've ever seen in my life and i'm like oh no i start scratching on my skinboard as fast as i can which you know it's i can't paddle it very fast and here comes the waves and no ski around i take the first one i try to dip it lights me up right there i come up that's Sean McClenahan describing his experience getting caught inside by a set at JAWS during a skimboard toe session. And you're listening to this Ocean Life podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here for another podcast episode. Uh, if you want some fun stuff to read in between episodes, you can find my new blog at thisoceanlife.tv. Sign up for the bi-weekly newsletter packed full of latest episodes, articles, fun news, and more. As always, your support by subscribing to This Ocean Life on your podcast is greatly appreciated, as is your pledging support on my Patreon page at patreon.com slash thisoceanlifepodcast. Now raise your hand if you love your surfboard and paddleboard straps. Most of us don't, but I actually do. The monster straps from my good friends at Mile 22 are so strong, so long, and so easy to use that it's pretty much insane. I've had four pairs for years now and never go on a surf, dive, or paddle trip without them. Go check them out at mile22.com to learn more and grab a pair of monster straps for 20% off when you enter the coupon code TOL15, TOL in all caps. Now, in addition to that day-to-day -day in the ocean, we all have sometimes crazy, sometimes epic experiences, and sometimes a mix of both. And that's why two young brothers started Crepic, an ocean lifestyle apparel company that's purpose-built to encourage each one of us to get out in the water and live a crazy and epic lives in our own way. So I'm stoked for them to be a sponsor of the podcast, livecrepic.com, and use the coupon code OCEAN20, the big O, to get 20% off any purchase of their rad shirts, hats, and more. Now today, we talk story with Sean McClenahan, skimboarder, surfer, skater, family man, and much more. Sean takes us through his days surfing the left at Jaws, including the story of his personal biggest wave this last winter of 2019. We hear of Sean's dedication to the sport of skimboarding, his favorite spots on Maui, growing the sport in the Hawaiian Islands as a skimboarding ambassador through his training business, Skim Hawaii also. Sean tells a gnarly story of paddling out at Jaws on his skimboard for a tow session, which you gotta check out on YouTube. See the link in the show notes here. As a dedicated family man, Sean talks about raising ocean-focused kids on Maui and tells the story of helping his nine-year-old son, Asher, a full charger in his own right, score an absolute freight train barrel at Honolulu Bay. Another video clip you'll lose your mind over. Check the show notes for the link. And really great perspective today from Sean, a man well-focused on his family, the ocean, and finding new limits in the water. So next time you're on Maui, go check him out and go throw a skimboard with him. Here we go. Hey, yeah. So stoked. Uh, really happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Josh, to be on the uh, Ocean Podcast. And uh, really stoked to be here and uh, tearing it up out here in Maui, Hawaii. Yeah, man. No, I'm, I'm psyched to have you. It's funny, like sometimes it's there's with family and all the crazy state of the world with COVID, just the scheduling part. <laughs> sometimes it's hard just to get an hour together, man. So I appreciate you sticking with me on that. Yeah, absolutely. So here we are. It's like, uh, gosh, I can't believe it's July. It's insane. But July 2020, summertime. So start here, man. How's summertime treating you guys there on Maui? Yeah, it's been a great summer. We uh, started off with some early season south swells. Um, mm -hmm. Got to surf all the way into the late season up north. So we're getting some really good north and south swell. And pretty much the whole island's been going off. So it's been a blessing. And no tourists or anyone on the island so there's been no traffic it's been really easy to get around and i've been having a, a really good time just spending time at the ocean or at the beach in the ocean with my son and my daughter and just taking them surfing and going to different spots driving around skimboarding mm -hmm. surfing hitting up the shore breaks that's so rad and it's like a different it's probably a different world like I, in santa cruz it's a similar thing where there's very few tourists now it's changing but and so just getting around is so much easier i'm guessing it's the same for you guys we're like dude it's a saturday afternoon where maybe you wouldn't drive normally because it's crazy out but you guys can now just roll anywhere because there's just fewer people yeah it's almost like a flashback in time it reminds me of you know 20 30 years ago of you know just the old times in maui when there was just a lot less people here before we yeah. came the number one 
destination island in the world. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the good old days. I know it's funny, like I got to remind myself, don't get used to it, you know, because, I, you know, because it's like, it's going to change and things will go back, you know, for, you know, better, for worse, whatever. But uh, it's rad. You guys are getting to enjoy that now. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, but yeah, I live uh, up country. So, but I still live close to the beach. So I can get down to the North shore. I can drive down to the South shore and it's just great to be able to get back to the cool air after being hot at the beach all day. I can get back up country and yeah, you know, watch the sunset from the yard and it's really nice. Yeah, that's killer, man. Did you guys get South Swell last couple of days? We got one here and it was really nice. Um, did, you, did you guys get that too? Really yeah, this week? we did. Yeah, we got to surf the last. It's still going right now, actually. <laughs> we have oh, some wow. re reinforcement, but uh, there's yeah. been waves for the last week at least. And oh man. Yeah, last weekend was really good. I'd say Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Solid, solid. All right, so let's flip back to like the winter time because when I actually I'm looking at my questions, I had kind of lined up to chat with you about. I think it was like March or something. Right, everything has got weird, but like you know we're in the tail end of winter, and you know, and looking at you, I mean, you're doing a lot of rad stuff. You mentioned surfing, skimming, and we'll get into all that. But just to kind of roll back and stick on surfing for a bit, I mean, uh, Instagram told me you got one you paddled you when you're your personal biggest wave at Jaws this winter. Was that, uh, was Instagram right? Tell me that. <laughs> yeah, that was right. Yeah. Uh, one of these kind of, it was actually, I think the end of December closer to, uh, but yeah, I went out with a couple of friends, uh, guy I know, Matty Schweitzer, he runs mm -hmm. Matso productions. He's a really good surfer from the West side, a really good surfing family, well-known around the Island. And, he called me for the report because I live closer. I'm only eight miles from there and he's on the other side of the island. So I didn't plan on going out and he said, you know, let's just, let's go rush it. And so we, we, we drove out there and we checked it from the cliff and there wasn't a lot of guys out and the swell was picking up and the wind conditions were just completely ideal, no wind. Mm -hmm. So uh, we decided to charge and jump off the rocks and paddle out. <laughs> and did it. Yeah, we did it. And, you know, it was pretty crazy because when I got in the lineup, it was some of the the heavy guys that you usually see in the magazines out there, you know, it was Kai Lenny, Ian Walsh, all the Walsh brothers, everyone's sitting there on the peak. And then uh, Ty Simpson, Connie, Paige Alms, all those guys. So, but everyone, wow. everyone was going right. <laughs> and I saw these perfect lefts going by with no one even attempting to paddle on the left. So I figured I'd just go laser focus on the lefts and only paddle for lefts. And that's what I did. <laughs> and Dude, being a goofy a footer. Bumps. Yeah, and you, and you got one or you get a bunch, yeah? Yeah, I ended up getting a bunch of bombs. Yeah, I um, got really lucky that day. And just with the light wind conditions and being out there a few times before, uh, I did experience a couple paddle sessions in the past where I didn't even catch a wave. And the one wave I actually did catch, I went straight and got lit up. So <laughs> <laughs> nice change. <laughs> yeah, it was, it felt really good to get a few solid ones under my belt and, you know, just make the drop and then, you know, get out the back after and each wave I'd feel more confident and get more pumped each wave. And just the adrenaline was just some of the highest adrenaline I've ever experienced. Definitely. In my See, life. For sure. And plus you're not dealing with the pack. I mean, maybe at some point you had a couple of guys out there that are also jockeying for the lefts, but you weren't a pack of what, like 10, 20, 30 people ne ne negotiating that negotiating bodies and then, you know, sets and being in the right spot. I mean, that's must be, you just kind of could get in a zone, I'm guessing being on the left and you know, relatively sort of isolated by yourself over there. Yeah. And sometimes the left, depending on the direction, it can push you towards the rocks. Um, this direction happened to be a little bit better. So it was just perfect a frames to where there was a little bit more of a channel and, you know, um, I didn't have water patrol. I don't have a ski running safety for me. So I got to play it a little bit more cautious just because I don't have anyone there watching me on the ski and I don't want to fall and put other people at risk. It's definitely something you got to think about when you're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Are there guys on skis just kind of patrolling in general, like on the left or are they all kind of in the channel on the right? Yeah. There's other people that run water patrol, but usually there's a team. And um, mm. if you, you know, if you put yourself at risk and you're putting the other team at risk, cause they're going to have to come in and help you. So yeah, yeah, this winter I'm looking into getting my own ski. So I'm trying to get my own ski so I can run safety for my friends and take, you know, photographers and videographers out there. So that's something I'm looking into right now. Yeah. That's because rad, I'm, man. Yeah, having to switch up my job and my businesses and stuff due to COVID-19. So looking for other ways to 
to make money around things that I love. Yeah, that's killer. Yeah, right on, man. You'll do it for sure. So when did you first start surfing Jaws? I mean, have you been out there for years and years or, you know, talk about your history there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I didn't start surfing Jaws until 2015. And that was my first time surfing. It was March 13th, 2015. And it was a little bit scary. It was Friday the third. Mm-hmm. It was Friday mm-hmm. the 13th. <laughs> so it was Friday the 13th and uh, it was on shore. It was a weird late season swell. The wind was strong on shore and all the conditions were just pointing in the wrong direction. But um, yeah, I got a phone call from my friend. He's the 14 time world champion skimboarder, Bill mm-hmm. Bryant, Bill Beaker Bryant. If you heard of Bill Bryant, everyone, yeah. Bill Bryant from down to Laguna beach and original wedge skimboarder. And he called me up. He was in Maui and um, yeah, we just got back from doing a little photo shoot and a skimboarding documentary we're filming called all in. It's a documentary about skimboarding in Hawaii. And he called me and said, Jaws is going to be on. And he had a ski lined up from a friend up in. So we decided to go out for a little session. Um, And we went out first thing in the morning and they had already launched the ski. And so I had to paddle off the rocks on my skimboard for my first time. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that on that video clip you put on YouTube. And I was like, so I I found that instagram post from that i'm like you're dropping in on your skin on this big wave it says check out the youtube video go to the youtube video and i expect to see you like riding out on a ski and here you are jumping off the rocks on a freaking skimboard and i was like dude how do you paddle that with that massive water you know on the current and everything dude, that must have been gnarly yeah you know they uh they used to call me stick boy in high school down at emmawood growing up in ventura so i'm 36 and i'm still a stick that's what I say. <laughs> so you could you could actually paddle one of those yeah, things. I'm all 155, 160, you know, six one. So like it's a medium large. It's you know, it's only mm-hmm. three, it's three quarters of an inch is the thickness. So it's three quarters of an inch and it's about probably fifty-two inches in length. So that's the size of the board I was riding. Dude. But um yeah, to make it more scary, um when I jumped off the rocks, I kind of didn't time it right. It was my first time jumping from the rocks and I thought I timed it. Next thing you know, I'm getting sucked out, just dry docking, getting oh. rag, getting ragdolled on the way out through the shore break with like oh. a 10 foot shore break on boulders. So I was just, and then I cut my hand and, but luckily um, I had Tex Haynes, the owner of Victoria Skimboards. He designed a custom. So Tex Haynes from Victoria Skimboards in Laguna design is my sponsor. They, um, they designed a skimboard with a leash plug in the back. Oh. So I got a leash plug and a leash, luckily. And um, I did have my flotation jacket and a, a little bit of a wetsuit underneath that. But as I was paddling out, I started ragdolling and hitting the rocks. And then I cut my hands up. Next thing you know, my hands are cut up and my feet. So I had to paddle out to the lineup, bleeding. <laughs> paddle out a half a mile out to the lineup to where the wave breaks out. And my friend, uh, Bill Bryan, he had just caught a huge wave. And he lost his skimboard because he didn't have a leash. So he got towed in on a bomb, lost his board. They came up to me and they said, hey, we're going to go in and we're going to go get Beaker's board up on the rocks. Are you okay to chill real quick? And I had made it out to the lineup and I'm like, there's no one else out, by the way. We're the only ones out there. And right there, I'm like, yeah, I can. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I felt comfortable. I'd already made it out. Right there, the jet ski takes off. I look over my shoulder to the left and I see the biggest sets on the horizon that I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, Oh no, I start scratching on my skimboard as fast as I can, which, you know, it's, I can't paddle it very fast and at all here comes the waves and no ski around. I take the first one. I try to dip it It lights me up right there. I come up, take another one on the head. I take it like three waves on the head. And after that, all of a sudden I can just hear the ski. And then they came back out like, they had got Beaker's board on the rocks and they came back and got me just in time. So yeah, it was, that was my first experience right there. Um, at Piahi. <laughs> welcome to, yeah, welcome to Jaws. But when you guys were basically towing in, that's part of, I mean, you've surfed it like on a big, legit, you know, big wave gun. Uh, but this day you guys were towing on your skimboard, you know? So how was that then? It was that I'm guessing you'd already towed before, not something that on, you know, big waves like that, but um, just towing in, uh, on a big wave like that on the skimboard. I mean, what's that like? It kind of feels like 
just floating on the water, honestly. Um, it was my first time towing ever. I'd actually never oh, wow. tow surf behind a ski. I've always wanted to, and I've seen the videos. And growing up as a kid, I used to, you know, I used to love watching the Endless Summer too and watching them out of the mm -hmm. outer release with Laird Hamilton and watching all those guys. So being my first time, I just didn't really know what to expect. My friend basically threw me the rope and he said, okay, you're up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so next thing you know, I was out the back and then I did a little bit of like, I tried wake surf, not wake surfing, but wakeboarding as a child or a little bit of boat stuff. So like, it's kind of how you had to do the water start mm -hmm. You kind of stand on the board and do the water start. And he kind of pulled me around without pulling me on a wave just for like a minute, just to kind of get the feel of standing up behind. And then right there, all of a sudden there's a big set coming and he said, okay, you ready? And all I said, yeah, let's go, let's do it. And right there, he just pulled me into this huge bomb and right there, I just let go of the rope. And as soon as I let go of the rope, I could just feel the skimboard picking up more and more speed and not having fins. You got to really control it on the edge of the rail. So it's real, real sensitive, you know, yeah. one, one subtle rail movement in the wrong direction, you're sliding yeah. out, you're going down like a pipo board, like the old Hawaiian pipo board. So, yeah, but yeah, so I, and, um, I was going backside too. So I'm, I'm on my backhand. Um, basically, I just kind of set that ale, set that uh, edge on my heels and just kind of hold the rail and just hold on for dear life. <laughs> and um, it almost feels like <laughs> snowboarding. <laughs> kind of feels like snowboarding. So you're like yeah, snowboarding on just water. Straight down. Yeah. And then. Dude, it looks rad. That that video clip is insane. And you're just like, and you made it. You made it out to the shoulder. I mean, you pulled it. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely life-changing experience and um changed my whole perspective on just everything and big wave surfing and skimboarding and just potential ways to ride bigger waves and to be different yeah. and i was inspired by my buddy uh brad domke <laughs> if everyone you know if, if you've seen that guy brad domke he goes around the world looking for slabs and towing on his skimboard but okay yeah a yeah. good friend of mine and yeah, he's if he hears this, yeah, sorry, Brad, I wanted to beat you to Jaws. So I, I knew he was coming to Piahi and he's gonna come out to surf Jaws on his skimboard. And basically I just we lined it up before he could make it. But yep, you got him. <laughs> I guess you, he, you better be ready when he comes back. Okay. He, he'll need he'll want you out there too. So you can say you got another session coming your way. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a friend of mine. He came out here and borrowed a board, actually. I let him borrow a surfboard and we did some step offs and yeah, but he's a good guy. Um, he ended up coming out here and catching a bigger wave than I got possibly and then um, getting burned by a windsurfer and almost hitting a windsurfer. And there's like this <laughs> big old like controversy about it. But yeah, that, guy, that guy, that guy is crazy. He's on another level. But, you know, I just yeah. try to do my I'm trying to do my own thing and trying to just promote my company, Skim Hawaii, because I teach kids skimboarding and I'm trying to be like an ambassador for skimboarding for the entire Hawaiian state, which I've been doing like the last 12 years so that's rad so let's talk about that man i mean surfing is one skimming is another not just on the beach like everybody when you think of skimboarding you think of just you know throwing the board on the sand and jumping on it and you know into the water you're you're towing too but they talk about skim hawaii because there's a lot of rad stuff you're doing like you always have like live feeds going on you have you know we're in classes and groups and uh just looks rad man so I mean, actually, before you get into that, I mean, where'd that all come from? I mean, were you skimming? You mentioned, you know, growing up Ventura here, which is, you know, kind of Southern California-ish. Uh, is that where you started the whole thing with skimboarding and surfing? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I kind of grew up in uh, Ojai, Ojai Valley, and I moved to Ventura not till I was 15. But growing up in Ojai, uh, you know, we were 15 minutes from the beach. So every day my mom would load up her Volkswagen bug with the surf racks and all the groms and she was like the surf mom. So thankfully she was there to help me and get me outside. And instead of sitting inside playing video games and stuff in the TV <laughs> all day, she'd be like, okay, we're going to the beach. We're going to Mexico. We're going to somewhere. We'd always be on a road trip in the Volkswagen bugs surfing. So Rad. Luckily, I had a cool mom and you know, she, she'd take us to oil piers and Emmawood mm -hmm. and all these other great spots around Ventura and just growing up surfing in the cold water didn't really start skimboarding later, but, um, I used to, you know, kind of do it on the boogie board and the body board and, you know, run slide across the shore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a great place. You know, I feel really grateful to live in Hawaii the last 20 years because, you know, I got the warm ocean and 
it's just pretty nice to be free out here and no wetsuits and kind of oh, yeah, man. No, stuck I'm, in the middle of nowhere. Totally. I'm totally jealous about that. I mean, <laughs> the cold water gets to you. I've been in Santa Cruz my whole life and it's like, I come to Maui or anywhere else warm. It's like, oh, I don't ever want to leave. But when did you kind of get you know, ser serious, you, I'd say about skimboarding, you know, you mentioned you're sponsored by Victoria, you run a company based on skimboarding. So when did you kind of make that transition into like putting a lot of time into it? Uh, probably around closer to like 2002, 2003. Um, I kind of saw there was a need for skimboarding out here. There's for people to uh, be instructed and stuff like that and uh, get lessons. In the summer in Maui, it goes flat. We have long periods sometimes we've been lucky this summer it's been a really good summer we've had a lot of good south mm -hmm. swells but um sometimes our summers can be just minuscule and not a lot of good swell so i started skimboarding just because some of my other friends were doing it and it's just something you can do when the waves are small you can still get out there it's you know it's good healthy exercise you're running mm -hmm. and throwing the board and trying to do turns that you do similar to surfing or you know snowboarding skating wake surfing it's all kind of co-adhesive and um, I just really like the fact that when the waves were small, I could still run on the beach and do a huge giant mm -hmm. 360 air, like a big, huge turn, almost bigger than on my surfboard in the little knee high shore break. <laughs> so it's, it's just fun. It's just something to do. It's, you know, it's a good cross training for other, other board sports and mm -hmm. yeah, it's just healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so at some point you're out there, you got more into skimboarding and then you saw, like you mentioned, there's like this, um, there wasn't a whole lot of presence in Hawaii. And so you decided to like st start Skim Hawaii. So what is, talk about your business, Skim Hawaii, and sort of how you founded it and kind of what your, you know, kind of your mission is with it. Yeah. Um, founded Skim Hawaii not till 2008. And basically there's a lot of Groms and a lot of kids here, local visitors, tourists, kids from other islands that come over that have a strong interest in skimboarding. And there's nobody there to, guide mm -hmm. to help guide them or tell them what kind of board to get how to drop the board like prop like the best beaches to go to um so basically i've just kind of skim hawaii is here to help promote the sport of skimboarding and help the youth help the future help all the groms that's cool and so so you'll go out like on a weekend get a bunch of kids take them out and then you also do like lessons and all that stuff yeah, so sometimes throughout the year we'll do different events for locals where we host contests and we get a bunch of other sponsors and endorsements from other skimboard companies like victoria exile mm -hmm. local surf shops like high tech surf and sport and uh we'll do these competitions down at the beach where all the kids can come down there's all levels of riding whether it's beginner intermediate advanced there's age groups and the kids get to compete at the end, everyone gets a t-shirt, everyone gets their uh, prizes, there's raffles, mm -hmm. but it's really cool. Yeah, I get I get permits from the uh, the state, from the DLNR to go run the permits and the events. Uh, sometimes we do them in Kaanapali Beach and then sometimes mm -hmm. down at Big Beach McKenna. Brad. Those are yeah. like the two best skim spots. And then um, I've done some volunteer work with the local boys and girls club doing free lessons and um, worked with like the Paia Youth and Cultural Center on the North Shore. Um, oh, cool. I've, yeah, I've taken kids winching and done some other mm -hmm. stuff with kids. So, but basically a lot of the kids here, um, are getting sucked into like all the video games. And even though we're on an Island, you know, it's like, you see a lot of kids spending a lot more time inside, especially due to COVID and all this and being told to stay home and government orders. So we're still trying to keep it safe and healthy for everyone. So throughout the summer, we're offering uh, free lessons for all locals. So I'm, I'm doing complimentary lessons for all locals. So anyone that wants private or free lessons, I've been posting on it. They can private message or call me, yeah. contact me to get their kids out there. And uh, some, of my, some of my wife's friends and our other friends, their kids are kind of scared of the ocean. And um, yeah. my kids have been both little fish since they were babies, you know, so like, I feel lucky, <laughs> but like, I feel bad when I see other kids and their parents or the kids, maybe the parents are afraid of the ocean and the kids. So it's a great way to get the kids more comfortable in the ocean and introduce them to kind of open up their mind to realize that the ocean, yeah. is, it's, it's powerful and you have to respect it, but you can also have a lot of fun out there. Yeah, no, it's rad to have uh, like a mentor, you know, who can help with that. And some kids, you know, some of us growing up in the, around the ocean had that 
you know, older generation, older brothers, friends, the local legends, what have you, but some kids don't, you know, and so they, even they're, they don't feel as comfortable getting in the water. So they don't form that attachment to it. They don't have the right gear, et cetera. And so it's rad. I think what you're doing, which is offering, you know, to bring kids out and introduce them and show them the right way, not just respect for like not burning somebody, but just for the ocean and for themselves and being safe and everything. I think it's so, I think it's rad for everybody to give back if, if we can, you know, to the next generation. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, we have like trash grabbers too, my kids and I. So every time we're at the beach, we got our little trash tongs and we're always picking rad. up plastic and rubbish. And that's kind of the mentality that a lot of the kids are growing up with around here, which is great because yeah. there's, there's other people that are doing the same thing. And there's like plastic coalitions and people that are removing plastic of, off beaches. And there's really a lot of people here that care. And I think more people are starting to open their eye to that and kind of give back. Um, I adopt the highway also up country with my um, something else, but I've always been a part of like local adopt the highway programs and, you know, it's try to, yeah, it's a small, yeah. it's a small island and everything yeah. that we get, don't get up mountain ends up in the oceans. So we gotta, we yeah. gotta get it up high in the mountains before it blows in the ocean. Yeah, for sure, man. Now that's so rad. A while back, Merritt and Ethan Perlin, two young Grom brothers who founded Crepit, came on the podcast to do a Stoked Grom Stories episode with me. Their story is way awesome. You can find it digging through the archives. And since, they've continued to grow Crepic with rad new gear. My favorite beach workout hat today is actually the mesh camo Crepic hat. And donate a portion of their proceeds to Pacers National Bowling Prevention Center to help prevent bullying and cyberbullying for kids and teens in the U.S., which is a pretty rad cause. Check them out at livecrepic.com and use the coupon code OCEAN20 with a capital O to get 20% off any purchase. While you're at it, Keep your gear secure on the road or at sea with monster straps. My favorite straps from Mile 22, my personal friends down the road here in Santa Cruz, and makers of innovative gear for ocean sports enthusiasts. Monsters are purpose-built for prone paddleboards, SUPs, outriggers, and big wave guns. Learn more at mile22.com and enter the coupon code TOL15, all caps, for a cool 20% off your purchase. So talk about Makina Beach because that's like one of our favorite spots. Like, you yep. know, I love big thumping shore break and uh, just for body surfing and stuff. I didn't see anybody skimboarding. So just watching some videos of you doing that. I mean, dude, and for folks listening, it's like, you know, it's got another name, Big Beach. And it's like, yeah. it's a throttling, heavy shore break, like heavy with like, like no shit and heavy, you know, um, <laughs> you probably seen like injuries, you know, I mean. We almost saw a couple of kids get absolutely just drilled who had no idea what was going on. I mean, they're, they're, you know, I don't know, from Texas or somewhere, That's which is, you just didn't quite get it. So I'm sure you've seen some gnarly stuff, but just talk about that beach for skimboarding. I mean, uh, you probably had some rad sessions there, I'm guessing. It's, yeah, it's it's very heavy. Um, yeah, it's Onealoa is the Hawaiian name, Onealoa or McKenna Big Beach. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of our last protected state beaches that, we really want to just, you know, it's not for everyone. Definitely. I mean, if you're not a very experienced or advanced swimmer, I definitely wouldn't even step yeah. foot. Don't even step foot down there on any given day when there is waves. I mean, there is lifeguards there. They have lifeguard stands. They have warning signs all over the beach about yeah. potential back, neck injuries, etc. But definitely I've seen a lot of people taking off the beach on stretchers, sad to say, um, just from turning their back to the ocean or just not knowing how to dive the wave properly. So, but as far as skimboarding goes, it's definitely probably one of the best beaches for skimboarding in the entire Hawaiian islands, just because wow. the, the sand is steep. You have a real steep sand. The sand slope is very steep and the waves come right on the shore breaking in little to no water, which is what they call a shore break which yeah. a lot of people don't know <laughs> yeah, totally. what that is. <laughs> so that's kind of, we're here kind of yeah. helping guide and, them with shore break education. Yeah, no, that's rad. And, uh, and so like for you skimboarding, like, I mean, and those, the barrels are, are just massive. They're wide caverns. So I'm guessing you'll do a turn and tuck in and be able to get fully barreled like <laughs> regularly. You can. Yeah. And then you can make it out too. And on the right day with the, huh. the, the right tide, it likes a really big high tide, but, usually it breaks closer to shore and then you can wrap waves and then 
you can come into the barrel, come out to the wave, hit the wave, ride it back in, then come out of the barrel on your skimboard. So it's, um, oh, wow. yeah, that's it's, rad. Yeah. It's pretty intense. <laughs> that's so rad. Yeah. So how about like the skimboarding, like technology in general? I mean, you're, you, you ride with our foreign Victoria and that's like a name brand, like a household brand. I had a, I think my second, maybe my first one, I'm not, no, I had a, sh- I had a wood shore break impact, then I had Victoria, then I had Jay Gordon back when I was a drum. So I went through my skim phase. My son still skim boards. Um, but talk about just, you know, since you've been at it, just the technology, like, you know, like surfboard technology things are lighter, faster, the shapes change. Is that consistent with skimboarding or is it kind of the same basic shapes and designs as, you know, 10 years ago with skimboarding? Yeah, I'd say they've come a long way. Uh, it's mm. definitely more advanced now there people are riding fiberglass carbon fiber boards they can cost up to 500 550 wow. i mean like prices are getting up there the equipment is durable and it's because of the style of equipment that they're using you can be a lot more you can do a lot more tricks and just be a little bit mm-hmm. more i don't know it's, you can hold your speed and instead of like the little wood boards people think of skimboarding of just going flat across the land and yep. I mean, there's guys like Blair Conklin and Austin Keene, these other guys that are blowing minds on skimboards. But I think skimboarding is really starting to progress. And there's a whole United Skim Tour where there's contests yeah. around the world, like in Portugal and Brazil and California. And it's starting to grow internationally. And it's a the sport's definitely evolving fast, I'd say. And it's getting a lot more exposure with people are starting to i've seen it like a jeep commercial with a skimboard mm-hmm. on it and like you're starting to see a little bit more skimboarding just in the media these days and i think people are starting to take take more notes and take pay a little closer attention just not to surfing and stand up paddling but i think skimboarding is could be like the next big thing yeah no i've seen it too just like um you know as you mentioned guys are towing in you see people towing behind boats too you know um and just you know wake surfing on their skimboard so it's like they're much more even like i've seen one clip i'm sure you've seen it like this like you know six ski boat going really close to the shore making this big old wake and somebody runs and their skimboard drops and basically gets on the wake of that boat and starts working so there's a lot of neat cool funky things that uh you just look like the it's just it's progressed so much you know versus just like (laughs) when i started it back in whenever throw on the sand and do a little spin or something you know now it's totally different exactly (laughs) yeah people people don't even realize (laughs) yeah i I like to do this uh paddle paddle surfy skimming too so it's like instead of getting towed in, I actually do paddle surf skimming. So I paddle in on the regular skimboard. And then I like to do that up North at like some of our good point breaks and some other spots up North, but, um, undisclosed. So, yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> so what is it about? Like you could just paddle on your, you know, your normal, you know, quad, whatever fish you're, you're normally surfing, but you, you, you bring out the skimboard. So what is it like? What makes you want us to like ride that wave, paddle into right. it Sorry on your that. skimboard versus a surfboard? I would say, sorry, I don't know what that was. Oh, you're good. Uh, basically, uh, it planes really fast, so you can catch a wave. And sometimes on the surfboard, you got a little pump to get mm. speed. Whether the skimboard, you don't even need to pump. You can just plane. And like you can do little subtle rail movements, and you can fly through bigger sections, and you can get more speed than you can on a surfboard. <laughs> Yeah. And so yeah, I, like so, to, I like to do it just to be different, honestly. Right. And I like to kind of just get out there and just try to catch one from the point all the way through the cakey bowl or something and just catch like one of the longest waves of my life, but yeah, on, on a skimboard. <laughs> yeah, no, that's rad. I like the challenge factor. Like I, like I have friends who they, you know, they have their go-to surfboard and when it breaks, they get the same exact one made again. And it's very predictable because, and that's totally cool. And like, I, I have like way too many surfboards because I just like weird different stuff just to see, can I actually ride this in those conditions or what have you? And the same thing for you, like you could go out on your, your shortboard, but to you, it's like that challenge. Can I ride this, you know, this four foot long thing that has no fins that's, you know, three quarters of an inch through all the way to the bowl. It's like that personal challenge thing, which I think yeah. is so fun. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I've been surfing a lot more lately just because the waves have been so good. <laughs> but there's other ways to do it too. Like the new thing yeah. too, people are seeing is uh, the step offs. So we're actually doing board transfers mm. and we're using the wave storms to catch the wave easier and then transferring onto the skimboard when you stand yeah. up. So it's a, it's a real easy way. Some people like it, some people don't because the wave storm comes flying down the, like 
after you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <But> totally. <laughs> I, it's a soft top, you know. You gotta, you want to try to keep it safe, but you know, you try not to ditch it right on top of people's heads. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's one so, of my favorite things to do now because you can paddle into a giant wave to where there's too much water moving to get on the skimboard, and yeah. you can just catch it real easy on the wave storm and just get that that buttery transfer right off the top. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Board transfers are super fun, man. They're yeah. just such a fun thing to try. So now flipping over to like your family, you mentioned, you know, um, you, know you have two kids, your wife and all this. And one of, and I think actually it's funny, like when we first connected again, I think it was like February or March. It's been a while. Um, I had just seen this picture or not a picture, a, a clip on, it must've been Instagram or it was YouTube of like this little tiny blonde headed Grom getting pushed into this freight train like I, I don't i mean like i'd call it like eight to ten foot like and i'm a six foot guy like no joke howling of freight training barrel this little dude is just points his rail and just flies through it and i was like whoa who's that and then like i swear days later somehow we connected and i'm like well that's sean that's that's his kid so dude i mean first talk about that day your son asher and i mean talk about this kid and what that was all about that day because it's, it's a sick one man yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, Asher is my son. He's uh, yeah, Asher McClanahan. He's now he's eight, going on nine. But uh, yeah, I started him skating when he was about, you know, eighteen months old or younger. He was already skating and like pushing him in the bowl with full pads. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> uh, my dad was never a part of my life or around. My mom raised me, so I just try mm -hmm. to be a really big influence in my son and my daughter's life. And um, Asher's been just a water baby since the womb <laughs> he came out just ready to surf i think <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah so we uh we were out at uh in a contest is the uh honolua bay legends of the bay it's an annual contest held for locals by honolua surf company and um it's a chance for everyone to surf one of the most perfect waves in the world mm -hmm. with five or you know five other guys and it's yeah. unbelievable and this year it was a little bit big um the sets were pushing, I'd say easily what, you know, so we said, what you said, eight to 10 feet. So yeah, it was four to six foot Hawaiian. So we judge yep. it from the back. So easily 10, 12 foot faces on the bigger mm -hmm. sets. And, uh, they, there's Asher, he was in the, uh, under 10 division. So he's eight years old and he's surfing in the under 10 division. I didn't feel comfortable with him being out there by himself. Yeah, that's heavy for uh, a little dude. <laughs> that's crazy because like all the other parents, I mean, all there's other kids his age and then that are a little bit older that were pulling back on waves and also going on waves. But I mean, they I just didn't feel comfortable in case something happens to him. And all the other parents, they let all the kids paddle out by themselves on the huge day. I it's my own choice to be out there. And mm -hmm. he get he got knocked points because I assisted him into this wave. But we were sitting far out the back. For half the heat waiting for this big set to come and oh. finally i just see these huge bombs coming in perfectly swinging right to us i'm like you ready he's like all right and he, he paddled pretty much for himself and he paddled as hard as he can with his head down at the last second the wind is hard offshore yeah and he's he's 50 pounds on a little four six judd lao surfboard <laughs> he rides judd lao surfboards team rider but basically his board is probably three pounds so like the, the wind can blow you off the wave so easily. I just gave him a little tap at the end just to make sure he got into it. And then he stands up and just knifes that thing and just makes it all the way through the bowl section. And it was unbelievable. The whole cliff was screaming on the cliff. And the announcer said, here comes Mighty Mouse at YMA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would have been like a sick way for like a pro surfer to get that wave and make him <laughs> in the style, the whole thing. He just had it so perfectly trimmed and was just getting absolutely shacked. I mean, if it was a full on adult pro, people would have gone crazy, but it was this little dude, man. It was so rad. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I was super lucky because my friend got the water shot in the water. I got the Duma photo across the cliff. I got yeah. a video from the land. I had like five angles of his wave. So I was super happy because I mean, we, we didn't even care about him winning the contest. Yeah, but dude. after he got that wave, it just, it was just unbelievably, oh. the stoke level was real high. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he has been competing now for two years. Um, this will be his uh, third year on the uh, Hawaii Surfing Association, which is starting up soon. So looking to try to make states this year for him and 
just it's all about having fun you know every day we go surfing skateboarding skimboarding it's like a daily routine especially with covid yeah i lost my restaurant job so i've been having to just do my mm-hmm. real estate and trying to do some property management and stuff on the side and just it's been a lot of a lot of daddy surf time <laughs> Yeah, which is yeah, which is a rad thing. You know, I mean, there's there's some silver linings to this whole COVID thing, and that's one of them. You know, more time oh, yeah. with your kids. Yeah, <laughs> time that will never. You know, it's just they don't know how good they have it. Yeah, fully. We'll all be back to being like way too busy really soon, probably. And then, uh, you know, we wish we had these days where you had like multiple hours in the day to to take your kid to the beach and then to the skate park and then back to the beach. <laughs> I know. It's like oh, I got to go surf again. Oh man. Yeah, man. No, it looks rad though. I mean, just looking at Instagram and stuff, you're super active with your kids in the water, which I think is just so insane and rad. And like, uh, so then day to day, I mean, like, where do you get, what's your kind of go-to break for like all you guys surfing? Like that's kind of close to the house. That's easy for you. Uh, break, you mean like day off or? Oh, sorry. Like surf break. Like where do you guys usually oh, okay. surf? I meant like break. I'm like, yeah, we didn't really take days off. We yeah. just kind of go hard every day until, yeah. we, until we get hurt or our bodies can't take it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so just being on the North Shore, my closest spot to my house is a uh, Ho'okipa, mm-hmm. which uh, means hospitality. It's definitely the locals, you know, aren't very hospital hospitable. I mean, <laughs> unless you know them. <laughs> totally. But like, uh, yeah, so Ho'okipa is close to my house. It's just 10, 15 minutes down the hill. We're up in Makawa. It's an old little country town, mm-hmm. cowboy town, famous Komodos bakery, donuts. Yeah. But yeah, we're close to Paia, so we can shoot down. Um, Hokipa catches waves year round. So even during the summer, it's more of a North shore spot, but we can get wind swell there year round. So it's in the summer can be really overcrowded with a lot of the European windsurfers and people come from all over the world for windsurfing, but that's our closest break. And then it takes me about, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes to get to like the South shore breaks. So it's a little bit of a drive, but it's worth it. Yeah, no, it's rad. Yeah, so much right around you. It's so rad. So do you come back to like the mainland, to California at all? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I come back yeah. to visit friends or family, um, go yeah. to like yeah, Ventura or Santa Barbara, Ohio, kind of see yep. friends and family where I'm from. So how, how's that? I mean, you you're, you're born and raised there, grew up there. You've been on Maui for 20 years, which is, I mean, it's a different world um, compared to, you know, Ventura, that kind of spot. So when you come back, like what's your kind of your reaction to, to just like that Southern California kind of lifestyle versus, you know, the Maui one. Uh, it's kind of cool just to come back because you guys have in and out. So my first stop <laughs> is usually in and out. I got to hit in and out right away because we don't have that in Hawaii. So I get excited to go to uh, California just for in and out and, you know, just, uh, yeah, get to see my friends and family too, but it's a nice exchange of pace. You know, it's like, yeah. Whenever I go to the mainland to visit, it just makes me really appreciate where I live. But it, you know, sometimes I get homesick also. But then the crowds, mm. and the traffic on the freeways, you know, the traffic is yeah, pretty gnarly. gnarly. People just drive like everyone's just in a rush to be faster than the next guy and trying to kill each other on the highway and cut people off. Yeah. And that's one thing I just really love about living here. It's like we're in a rush to see who can drive the slowest. Yeah, not, not yeah. who wins. It's like who can drive slower in the, in the <laughs> slow lane, you know. And then you got like all the ra- the rat racers in the left lane, and then you end up passing them at the bottom of the light because you just cruise. <laughs> it's like that dumb math question you hate in school when you're a kid. It's like two things <laughs> leaving the same time at the same place, yeah. going different. So now I just instead of racing anywhere, I just throw it and cruise control and just sit in the right lane because no, you're going to get there the same time as the guy that gets to the red light ahead of you, and then yeah. And I save gas because my truck wastes gas. <laughs> no, I love it, man. You got it dialed. It's so true. Like I'll do a little commute to work and stuff. I do the same thing. I just cruise and like you might get there faster than me by a minute, you know, but you're going to, your, your stress level is going to be way, way higher. Yeah. <laughs> so, th- so then how about your daughter? Like just shots of you with her in the water too. She, is she looking like she's pretty focused on being in the water? She loves it. Yeah. She's a little bit afraid of uh, sharks. And she, unfortunately, she, we watched a movie the other night, Soul Surfer, which oh, you know, yeah. that's a, that was a bad idea. I told right, my wife right. we shouldn't watch it. And then here we are watching it. And yeah, and she freaked out. Then um, yesterday I was surfing when I was surfing two days ago, actually, and um, saw a huge shark breach out of the water. I saw a full size shark breach. Yeah. Seven foot Galapagos gray at sunset chasing his dinner. 
Rad. 15 feet from me as a giant set was coming in <laughs> at, at freights. Yeah. I scored one of the fastest barreling waves in the world the other day. Got the Rad. longest backside barrel of my life. But then, oh, wow. yeah, but my daughter, Iris, she is uh, six and she is a little charger also. She's starting to tear the skateboard up and we're going out every day. We're tandeming a lot. So even the days that are firing when it's three foot overhead, good south swell harbor, I put her on the front of the wave storm and we take oh. off the biggest wave of the set. Rad. I'll put her on the nose and just like, she's like, sometimes she's like, no dad. And I'll just go anyway and just like stand her up and I'll hold her like in the bowl and try to get barreled and we'll go all the way through. And then, but she's, she's a ball of joy. Um, she's uh, starting to surf on her own a little bit. So yeah. I have a little, I have a little uh, fish that I've been taking her out to the Harbor and I just kind of help her. She paddles good by herself, but she's a little yep. afraid of catching away by herself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, her biggest fear is when she falls off. But then like, I was trying to get her comfortable yesterday with letting her board just get yanked on her leg by her leash. Yeah. So she gets used to the pulling yep. and like holding on to her and letting the board get pull, pushed in the white water. But um, yeah, yeah, she's That's a lot rad. Of Plus she's got her brother who she's, you know, who, who she sees him and looks up to cause he's, you know, older and everything. And she sees him ripping and uh, that'll get her, get her excited too. But I like your approach. And I, I had something similar. My kids are now teenagers, but same thing. It's like you introduce them. You don't like pressure them. You don't like get back out there. You just like, you introduce them, you let them eat it because they got to figure out how to do it for themselves. But you're there to give them like, you know, not overwhelming, but tips and be like, Hey, here's what's going to happen, et cetera. You know, and let them develop their own love versus trying to like force it down their throat, which I've seen, you know, yeah. this doesn't always work, but totally. that's rad you're doing that. Yeah. So yeah. now yesterday, yeah. the bribe, sorry, excuse me, Josh, yesterday, the uh, bribe was, you don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to surf by herself. And she said she would, and we got there and we paddled out and then, she want to go in right away. She want to be on her own board. She want to tan it with me. So I was like, "How about some ice cream?" Oh yeah, <laughs> not the bribe. So not to, not to be that guy, but like sometimes yeah. you know I gotta throw in oh, a yeah. little. Dude. And then yeah, the day before Asher, we surf harbor for two hours and it was really good. And right there, we ate our, you know, we ate our avocado and papaya and some healthy snacks. We're gonna go back out and surf again. He's like, I don't want to go out. I'm tired. I'm like, you're tired, really. And I knew yeah. some, I knew something was going on. Sure enough, he had planned a Fortnite party with his friend for yeah. later that day. So uh, he's trying uh, to go home and play Fortnite. I'm tired. <laughs> which I knew. So I'm like, all right, if you don't go back out and surf right now, Ash, I'm taking your surfboard for a week and your iPad. So you can't have surfing oh. or Fortnite. Yeah. Right there, mm. He put his wetsuit on so fast and charged out there. He was out there. In a heartbeat. <laughs> That's a no-brainer decision okay. right there for him. <laughs> and he ended up having a better session than his morning session and getting like oh, yeah. a little barrel. And he's like, after I was like, Were you really tired? Did you want to go play Fortnite with Dakota? He's like, I wanted to go play Fortnite. But thanks, because I had a better session than this morning. And he was like, Yeah, he was grateful for going back out. That's rad, man. That's yeah. oh, classic. There's all those little tips and tricks and the cards you got to play with the kids at the right time, you know, to to let and then ultimately what it is, it's like as you're doing, you're you're trying to help them like develop a love for something that's so healthy and fun and life fulfilling that they could have for the rest of their lives. They can play a video game and burn out on it, but they'll always be able to go get in the water like we do as adults and just like find your peace, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah, so then with, yeah. So with things getting back to, well, kind of, I mean, starting to open up, I mean, just curious, like with Maui and your, you know, like the restaurants and stuff, I mean, things are still like, you know, weird out there. So are you guys starting to kind of get back to normal with like businesses opening? Are you seeing like some tourists coming in? So now the restaurants are opening or what's it like right now? Still really weird. They still got the 14 day quarantine going on. Yeah. So anybody that comes to the islands, they're supposed to quarantine for 14 days upon arrival. Then um, that's going till the end of July. So starting hmm. August 1st, people can come to Hawaii again. They're opening Hawaii to visitors again, but they're going to have to have a, uh, you know, they're going to have their COVID negative yeah. COVID test before they get here. Yep. And some islands like Kauai, I think are going to trying to push for a second test upon arrival. Right. But yeah, that's wow. pretty sketch. I mean, a lot of like really big restaurants are closed still like mama's fish house and the plantation yep. the tropical plantation, the mill house, all the Dukes and hula grill and some of the biggest yeah. restaurants are all shut down still. And you go to Kanapali and every hotel is still closed from the Hyatt to wow. the Marriott. You walk the entire busiest 
part of the island and there's Waikiki or anywhere, there's nobody on the beach. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's beautiful, but it is a little scary. And right. yeah, there's a lot of people leaving the island and there's also a lot of people moving to the island. So, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. 250 people out of like a couple of thousand that arrived yesterday were all people relocating to Hawaii. Wow. Yeah. That was in the Hawaii Business Magazine. So, there's uh, a lot of people are coming and going. And they say in the next couple of years, up to 30,000 people will leave the islands. Whoa, yeah. that's gnarly. And so is it because is real estate like dropping or are people just like bailing the mainland and want to set up shop out there? I, I think both. Yeah, I think people yeah. are just coming out because they can and other people are just looking for a change of life. And then other yeah. people are, are leaving because there's no money in tourism now right now. And then yeah. I'd say that was probably 50% of the jobs on the island are all tourist based. So. Yeah. And then, but I mean, it's kind of interesting because people are still getting unemployment. So once that starts to go away, then it's going to be really weird to see what happens. But yeah, the yeah, housing market though, like rental prices are still pretty high. And then mm-hmm. yeah, the, the housing market is still high. Rates are low. So there's, it's, yeah, it's just kind of pretty nuts though. Yeah, it totally is, man. Well, Sean, dude, I appreciate uh, your time and hearing about all this, man. And I, promise next time we're out there, which I'm hoping it's soon, but I'm, we're not going to press it as my family. I mean, it's like my, my family, my kids all love going there because we dive on up on kind of poly um, and we're down South and have friends there and everything. But I will look you up, man. When that time comes, we'd love to get in the water with you. If uh, that definitely. works for you. Anytime. Yeah. We'll definitely get a session. We'll go. Uh, I'll take your whole family winching. We'll pull you guys oh, yeah. on the winch cable. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. We'll go surfer. That sounds rad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah, sounds really, good. Yeah. Thanks a lot for reaching out to me. And, um, whatever you need. If you ever want to link up, just, you know, we also have our YouTube channels. So a lot of Asher's content and our content can be found on our skim yep. Hawaii YouTube channel and but feel, feel free to share anything. And cool for sure. So it's skim correct? Yeah. Skim Hawaii okay. is the YouTube and then yeah, yep. skim Hawaii is okay. everything. Yeah. And then send yeah. me your, I want to send you a bunch of stickers and stuff. So like um, oh, cool. private message me your address and I'll send you some stickers yep. and excellent. Sweet, yeah. man. That'd be killer. Yeah. And we'll put links in the show notes too for all this stuff as well and uh, links to your Instagram and all that. And so if folks listen, we're out in Maui next time. You want to get in the water and skim either you, your kids, whatever, just uh, look Sean up, skimhawaii.com and uh, take care of you. But Thanks uh a lot, Josh. Yeah. We yeah also Sean, thank you, man. We're doing, sorry to talk about you, surfing also, no, so surfing, oh, cool. skimboarding, video, surf session, anything you need, film you with your uh, GoPro, anything nice. like that. Excellent. Excellent, man. Sounds awesome, Sean. Well, dude, thanks again. Uh, Hope you get in the water with your kids today. I'm sure you will at some point. And uh, man, have a great summer and everything. You too, man. Keep in touch and I'll talk to you soon, Josh. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you. Later. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another podcast episode. Can't do without you. If you like what you heard, would really appreciate you sharing the podcast with people you know who might enjoy the stories that we hear and the guests we have on. And of course, even better, reduce plastic, do something good for the ocean and for each other. Thanks again. We'll catch you on the next episode.